Welcome to Ruben Cyclas. I'm Adam Robbings. Today is April 24th. This is the third episode as we track three breweries through the coronavirus pandemic. Their responses to the pandemic, what they're doing internally, how their environments are impacted in various different parts of the United States. So today we're speaking in, the, in this order. We're at John Harris, Ecliptic Brewing from Portland, Oregon. JC Hill, Alvarado Street, Monterey, California. John Dantzler, Torch and Crown in New York. And so we start our catch up with John Harris from Ecliptic Brewing in Portland, Oregon. And uh, when we're uh, having our conversation, his uh, computer died, and so we switched to his phone. So uh, halfway through, you're going to hear uh, quite a quite a big audio difference. But just a uh, just a heads up. So here's here's John Harris. Hi, John. How how are you doing now? How, how how's uh, the last two weeks been for you? Overall, doing pretty good. Um, last week, one of our busiest weeks ever, to be honest with you. Um, I think a bunch of distributors decided to try to. St- Get as much beer as they could in their inventory. So, um, so as far as our you know our package sales are still strong. I imagine yours are also. Um, I heard some laughter yesterday for the first time in a long time. That was pretty cool to hear some staff laughing, and I really hadn't heard laughter for six weeks. Wow! So I didn't, I liked hearing that. You know, just that, that's why I would hear every day. And that's why I love the buzz around the place. Was that people like working together and enjoy? You know, you know your work environment's got to be it's got to be fun and for you. It's not fun. So you know, I was glad to hear that yesterday. So that was pretty cool. That's great. Has has um the governor made any announcements in the last two weeks at all, or is it just same same thing? Well, some report got leaked that supposedly she did not want out, and it was her uh, plan to reopen. Um, so it showed restaurants, pubs, bars. Phase one, the national recommendation is not to open, but in her phase one, it shows that she want she wants a task force and association down here asked for people to submit ideas how to safely reopen so um i gave that to my manager and she's gonna hope she's planning on submitting her idea of what we can do to open safely um may 4th she's gonna let rural some rural areas open up that'd be great for the guys over at baker city and barley browns and stuff like that for tyler and if you could open that back up be awesome for him yeah i know that you know in oregon we really you know she really did a great job just Shutting it all down, and we've had less than, I think less than less than seventy deaths at this point. So it's been pretty, pretty good here on this on this phase one of the coronavirus, two thousand twenty. You know, because who knows what the whole rest of the year is going to bring. But I keep hearing late May after not Memorial Day, but after Memorial Day, they might open oh, this up a little bit. So, but I think the reality is everybody knows that. I mean, while we're in masks now at the brewery, I don't know if you guys are or not, but uh, but you know, I really feel like when you have that mask on, you're we're keeping six feet still, but I imagine with a mask, you could probably get closer together and work together. You know, if everything's going to come out of your aerosols, then those are covered. You're going to, you're going to get, you know, it's like a mask wet. <laughs> so. I, I think the six feet, I mean, I've heard that like, if you're a runner, six feet isn't even enough. Like, cause it needs to be like 33 feet. So I think six, six feet is even, uh, taking it tight, you know, but I'm not sure we're running around too much on the canning line, but you know, we, we try and keep to the six feet thing. But uh, it's like a runner who just decides to spit. Three feet, very fast. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a runner, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not either. So. Um, how, how's the, like the general sort of public attitude? Is is it? Uh, you can see light at the end of the tunnel, or is it? Is it still? I don't know how are your customers. People have varying opinions on when things are going to open up. Um, 
from the very conservative, like maybe by Thanksgiving to, oh, we should be opening next week, you know? So it's just, um, I don't know. It's, I know it's going to be different for sure, especially in the tap rooms and restaurants. It's not going to be the same. I mean, you just can't pack them at the bar anymore. Yeah. So, but the reality is that people aren't going to want that either. I mean, no one wants to get this thing, but everybody needs to get it to be immune. So, but, you know, I'm glad you have immunity, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> So, so in in the in the last couple of weeks, um, have you changed any offerings at all? I, I think you 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 have food to go still, and you have beer to go, and then obviously the distribution, the package. Uh, but like, there's not has there been any changes at all? Uh, well, we got um, we did a collaboration with Ruse, did an Italian pilsner. Oh, nice! To come out on the seventh. Um, so I just got another three weeks in the tank. So it's been in the lagering for. Gosh, we've been out ten weeks now, and um, so release that. We're going to package it next week and release it the week after. We're going to do a virtual release. If you want to come, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's new beer release normal. But uh, we'll have that come out. It's too bad that we can't do kegs and bars because about half the beer we did about hundred barrels, and we're going to package sixty and then forty. We're going to we're going to cross our fingers that people want more cans um, after we release it. That's coming out, so that's pretty cool. It's fun, something new, and yeah. uh, we're getting ready to transition from our. Uh, Flamingo Planet Guava Blonde Ale to uh, a new IPA for the summer called Sunray Juicy IPA. So featuring Brew One and, and Idaho 7. So that's uh, going to come out. Um, the test brew, taste the test brew this week. We'll start production on that this week and start coming out in a couple, three weeks. So pretty. Uh, so a couple of new beers coming out, so that's pretty cool. Are we, are we getting some of the Italian Pilsner up here? Because I'd like to try that. <laughs> well, it's going to be in Seattle. Good. For sure. Good. So I'll send you a, I'll send you a four pack. Nah, that sounds, sounds good. Yeah. Well, seriously, I mean, you can send me a four pack. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We should do a, we should do a, a, a trade. <laughs> I'll have my rep, I'll have our rep, uh, Kyle, bring you some beer. This will do. No, but otherwise, I mean, it's kind of fun. Some new beers coming out. Some of our beers are on hold. Whatever, you know, our sales team feels that they're best to be kept until the bars can actually show them too. Like right now we have this Cosmos um, Hazy with uh, vanilla and coconut and we did it last year and we really nailed it. You know what I mean? So we knew exactly this year bringing it back what we needed to do to hit it where we really wanted it. And uh, it's available now in you know, bottles and we're doing you know, crowd on the pub, but sad that we really kind of like, it's like a beer we really nailed it. Like we're pretty certain that most people would be like, wow, this is really good. You know? Oh, it's like we got 50 barrels in the, in the aging tank in our cooler. <laughs> it's like end up <laughs> you know it's really sad you know we'll end up in a keg or we'll end up in the sewer you know I mean, yeah we're gonna call the city so you know it's like open this in the podcast but yeah so you know it's just it's, we have a couple of beers with the ruse and the, and the cosmos we have like 100 barrels of beer that was destined for bars that well first we didn't sell it which is profit or money and cash flow but it's just you know how it is but you know we're brewers we want to show our stuff you know we want to say hey check this out you know as part of being what we do, we like to come up with ideas, and especially nowadays where ideas are pretty paramount. You know, yeah. Market. So you said you 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 heard your team actually laughing. You know, like is there? Does it feel like there's um, just um, maybe an improvement in just just their their mindset? You know, the team because it's a pretty tough. In the last two weeks, it's been some of the toughest for me personally. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's just, it, it, it's, well, I mean, we've been, when this first kicks in, it's a big, um, 
you know, it takes a lot of adrenaline to keep things going, right? And um, pivoting all the time. And and now we're like six weeks in or something. It's it's um, you kind of run out of that adrenaline rush. <laughs> and it's like, right. and there's still no end in sight. So it's it's kind of kind of kind of tough. Um, it's like having a kid. You know, it's like it never goes back to the way it was before you had a kid. And I think this is one of those moments where it does not going to go back to before you had coronavirus or COVID-19, whatever you want to call it. But this is something the whole world shared. I mean, I think it's a moment really for the whole world to like realize we're all in the same boat. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's one thing in the, in the, I mean, in my lifetime, this is one thing the whole world shares. And it's going to be a really unifying moment worldwide. I think uh, I mean, Germany clamped it down and they, they have nothing there. Nothing. They're talking about the Bundesliga, their their soccer league starting again on like May 9th. Oh really? Yeah, behind wow. all closed doors. So like no fans. But um, you know, it seems that seems very early at this stage to be doing that. But so in the last couple of weeks there was obviously the paycheck protection program. Did you apply for that? Did you did you get that? Yeah, uh, yeah, we did apply and we did get a loan. Yeah. You did get one? Yeah. Oh cool. So how how did that how did that work out? Because we we tried, but we didn't didn't get any. We, we, we did. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, uh, I have a banker who I, who really has my back. I mean, he's been a great advocate. I switched to his bank. Well, I worked with him years ago when I first opened, and then um, he would he left the bank. Yeah, you know, we, re, we 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 reunited last year. Reunited, and <laughs> and he uh, <laughs> and uh, the local bank called Heritage had a base out of Olympia. You know, I got the, I got all the information to him, and and of course my banker said, "Well, you, you're in your controller." I got us everything we needed. You like we didn't hand you like a shoebox here. Is this you know? Here's your shoebox of receipts. You know what I mean? So, I guess we were gave him everything I needed to really be able to file that application. I had to I had to scramble for some owner information to my investors. At one point, they said they wanted all the investors over a certain size, and then they decided they want ninety percent of the investment group. And I'm like, "Well, that's not what you told us." So I scrambled and got all their questions answered and their numbers and all that stuff. But um, so we applied when it first opened and it took two weeks to, to fight, you know, over two weeks to get it, to actually have it happen. But at a certain point I signed and the next day there was money in the bank. So that's great. It's nice. It's nice to have that little, little cushion. Um, have you brought people back as a result? Yeah, we're, we're looking at um, bringing in a couple more people. Um, I'm identified. I don't really, I'm told my team yet, but we need, we need one more brewer. Um, and we just really do. Yeah, we've been training the guy, and he's, uh, um, he's kind of filling this kind of mid-shift seller kind of. Right now, he's learning selling first, of course, where you start in a brewery. You got to know how to clean the tanks and you know sanitary. And um, I'm just kind of realizing that you know we we might need another person. And then the, we had a pack, kind of a package line. Just decided not to. He didn't want to work anymore, so he quit. And and uh, so we got a couple of positions. I think we need to fill. Oh, that's great. And, uh, so um, yeah, and we're just hoping that you know if the uh, if we really do start opening in May, you know, then we can bring some people back in early June, possibly. And, you know, the idea is to have more, bring as many jobs back as you can by the 30th of June. Um, yes. So that's what we're going to try to do. Did lots of other breweries in, in the Portland area get it? Do you know? Uh, what's the general feeling? Um, I think, uh, you know, I'm not sure. Um, I haven't heard anybody else who's applied for it, to be honest with you. Um, some people, I have some people, in my little owners group of all different type of businesses who applied and got it themselves, but those are different businesses than brewing. But um, as far as brewers goes, I don't, I know I want one brewery that applied for the EDIL, but they haven't heard yet. Um, 
And uh, but as far as PPP, I've really asked around. To be honest with you. Yeah, I did EIDL back on March nineteenth, and um, got an email saying that they're reviewing it. Then got another email saying that if you want to, and it doesn't impact your application, you can get that ten grand advance. Right. But, but that was the same time as we were looking at um, PPP. So I thought, well, I don't want to mess up EIDL, so I'll just let that carry on rolling. Turns out, and I've read that email multiple times, and other people, I've got asked other people to read that email. It it doesn't say anywhere in there, but if I because I didn't complete that read do that application for the advance, they cancelled our application. So even though I did it before probably the vast majority of the US, because it was when Washington was like the only state that was deemed an emergency area at that point, right. um, they cancelled application, and now I got to go to the back of the line, and it's like, wow, really? That you know, you know, you, you get some feelings sometimes that the world's against you. Well, the, the, <laughs> that was one of well, them. <laughs> maybe that's that's part of your bad two weeks, probably. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it is a bit. Yeah. Um. So how how do you how do you see like the next few months going? I think you said that you gave that that kind of leaked order to somebody in your team. Um, are they planning on how how things unravel? Um, yeah, we're, we're starting to talk about that. I think we need to start. Um, you know, of course, we've got to keep in mind that we in February we shut down for a week, you know, five days, and started a very expensive restaurant remodel. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, and so yeah. and basically we were got half of it done and opened and then closed, and so you know all this all of our all of our new tables and chairs and booths. You know, it's like we're gonna have to like really look at like well we don't need all these now because we can't sit that people that close together. So it's really sad that we spent you know, a lot of money to try to really refresh our, our space for everybody to enjoy. And we're going to have to cut, take half of it out. Oh, no. <laughs> so, but um, that's okay. It's, I think it's temporary. I mean, it's, it, might, it might be another, you know, nine months or so. Of, I don't I have no idea, you know, but, um, but yeah, we might as well, now that you know, we pretty much have all the stuff in the house now that we need to reopen. That we might as well get, you know, everything where we think it'll be sort of ready, because you know it'll probably be won't be like a light switch. Of course, we'll be given like a probably a three week notice or something, or yeah. know, probably something like that. Two weeks, maybe. I don't know. But yeah. I know that you know we'd love to have people come back in and enjoy our experience um, again. And uh, you know, like I said, like. We do this promotion on Tuesday. It's called Burger Tuesday, and our, our sous chef Aaron he uh, he cooks up the special burger every week. And uh, it's interesting how like we're we're still selling as many as we did when we were open. Like there's just people who used to come in every Tuesday are like they're beginning to go every Tuesday. So it's really cool that we're, that promotion still just rocking. So it's, it's pretty neat. Oh, that's great. One of the things that we're doing is we're getting lunch twice a week from different um, accounts around here uh, for the team. And it's kind of good just seeing the different uh, burger options. You know? <laughs> That's, yeah. Well, cool. Thanks. Thanks for your time, and I'll speak to you soon. Okay, Adam. Take care. Cheers. A big thanks to John for his time today. Now we're going to go down to California and speak with JC Hill from Alvarado Street. So, hi, JC. How how's it been going in the last last couple of weeks? It's been going well. I think uh, the new reality is set in. We're getting used to our you know, new way of doing business, which is a lot of e-commerce. Never thought I'd, we'd be an e-commerce company, but <laughs> it's taken some getting used to. We have some systems set in place and we're just pretty thrilled that P- 
people are buying beer. It's definitely helping us keep the lights on. It's helping us come to work every day and make new beers and, you know, have some sense of normalcy, get back to the craft a little bit. Has the governor announced anything in the last couple of weeks, like any changes to the stay home orders and stuff? No, he's kind of, uh, I think they're, they're trying to, you know, have some calculated maneuvers and sort of he defined, you know, six parameters upon which we can, you know, loosen the shelter in place. Uh, And I think it's dependent on those being met before we can uh, loosen the shelter in place rules. I think we're all sort of hoping for, um, you know, a possible reopening of our, of our pubs at least and restaurants by, you know, hopefully sometime in June or July with the caveat of that being, you know, a very uh, limited occupancy level, which will be very challenging, of course, to be able to pay bills when you can only have half the amount of people in your establishment. But so we're just kind of mentally preparing for that, what that looks like, and hopefully get the green light soon and bring some people back. What about the general sort of public attitude? You know, what's the feeling just generally? Is it, is, are there, is there, optimism of, of that green light eventually or is it that we've been closed for a long time now and and it's kind of weird people- honestly um i think it's there's less anxiety now because we're, we're used to being in this covid19 world um so that's certainly nice to you know be less anxious uh, i think you have some people are kind of cursing the shelter in place and then you have some people saying it's it's too soon um so i hear both sides uh, my thought is that, you know, it, it, my thought is that it would be impossible to go back to normal right away. Um, I think that'd be a huge, a huge health risk. Um, so we want to be really careful and we want to follow the the governor's orders. I think California's and, you know, you guys up in Washington, I think, you know, early action has had some great uh, results in terms of, you know, limiting the the extent of the virus here in the state, there's still been a lot of, you know, horrific things happening, but I think in general, you know, I'm, I'm on board with whatever the health officials see, see is the, is the right thing to do. And, you know, listening to the scientists. Uh, so, so in the last couple of weeks, have you changed any offerings? I mean, I know you're doing pick up, curbside pickup and uh, delivery, right? Uh, yeah, curbside like- pickup and delivery. And um, we have like a loose plan to resume uh, to-go food and to-go beers at our Monterey pub in a couple of weeks. We're trying to plan that out. So that'll be a big step. Cool. Um, and we're doing a lot of just improvements to our to our pub and restaurant. It's been going solid for almost six years now and we need to uh it's a good time to get in there we're like working on the floors and just doing some cosmetics and replacing some equipment and you know putting the new coats of paint and just trying to make it look really nice and when we are able to open it's it's going to look nice and uh nice and new did you um was ppp part of this did like did you get ppp and and are you using yeah that? we did get ppp luckily it uh we got we get we got approved uh, last late last week, so that was um, really nice. 
Um, our other uh, restaurant and brewery in uh, Carmel uh, is, is set up under a different company. And unfortunately, banks through Wells Fargo. So we have not gotten any of that and probably won't for a while. So, yeah. um, you know, we're kind of waiting on that to come in to, to get the ball rolling at that facility. Um, one thing we have encountered this week that's been a new challenge, and I don't know what the extent of this is going to be, is the CO2 gas shortage. So our uh, CO2 supplier that we have a pretty nice contract with um, and a you know, pretty big bulk tank, 20,000 pound bulk tank, um, they basically told us they're going to only be able to fill it 40% uh, indefinitely, which was kind of a little bit shocking. I mean, luckily we're not operating at a hundred percent capacity anyways. We're, we're more like operating at half, but you know, we're definitely going to feel that and it's forced us to kind of look at ulterior ways to, um, use gas that I think will actually make us better in the long run. So are you going to, um, use nitrogen at all or yeah yeah <laughs> i just got the quote in for a nitrogen generator and i think we're gonna we're gonna move forward on that um which i've actually always wanted to do honestly um, yeah. it's gonna require some some tweaks of course but definitely better to be emitting nitrogen into the air instead of co2 so i think from an environmental standpoint and, and our goals on that front it's gonna be quite nice and you know it's like all of this stuff you know we wanted to be selling beer, you know, online and shipping in the state, you know, prior to this all happening. And, you know, the, the COVID just kind of forced our hand at that. And now it's kind of forcing our hand at alternative, you know, sources of, uh, you know, processing gas. So, um, yeah, it's overall, I think it's, it's, it's going to be a positive. That's good. We, we've got a, in the new brewery, we've got 175 foot um, beer lines. So we have a nitrogen generator already, but we don't have a bulk tank, so we can't use it um, like in production to like purge tanks or anything. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I mean, we'd have to figure out how to get it actually into the tank as itself before, before we could use it in production. Yeah. When we hop off this podcast, I'll let you know what I find. Cause there's these, these guys we've been working with have, uh, have like all the solutions basically. So oh, that's it's cool. going to be pretty turnkey when they're done with it. Oh, that's great. Um, so with PPP then, uh, Tell us about like how you how you got it because we didn't get it even though I applied twice. Um, oh man! But um, sorry to hear that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just it was. Um, I, it's seeming like it's a relationship thing with your banker. Is do you have a good relationship with your bank and or how how did it, how did that work? Yeah, go? we we do have a good relationship with our bank. Um, it's also a small bank and it's an SBA lender, so I think that helped. Yeah. Um, I mean, from what I've heard, it's just the big banks are you know, give the big businesses the money first, which is pretty uh, unfair to put it mildly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, we're still feeling it for our other business, which is just in limbo until this PPP comes through. Yep. Yeah, I've heard the same thing. Relationships, it shouldn't be that way because uh, that's, you know, definitely a disadvantage for many out there, which sucks. Um, I think the whole thing is pretty jacked up and, it took, you know, a lot of time just to understand the rules of the PPP and how to basically use that money in the, in the smartest, most efficient way. We're still learning, you know, how, how to do it. And yeah. who knows how it's all going to shake out too. Yeah. How are your team doing? The team's good. You know, we're, we're on a skeleton crew at our production brewery. Um, we got about nine of us. We're definitely staying busy. We're trying to, um, do it all. Everyone's wearing a lot of hats. I find myself, uh, 
counting yeast and dry hopping and working the can line and working our drive-through booth. And I'm actually kind of having some fun with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it gets to back honest. to what you got into it for, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't really worked on the floor in, you know, a year or so or, or more. Um, so it's kind of nice to get back into it. And I think we're all just really paying attention to our beer right now. Not that we weren't before, but, um, you know, when you have a lot of people, you know, things fall through the cracks, it seems. And when you have a, a tighter group, we're all just sort of hyper-focused, it seems. And um, I'm pretty proud of what we're putting out right now. That's great. Yeah, the, my only other question is, like, how, how do you see the next few months going? But we've already, like, kind of touched on that slightly. Um, is is that Has California given you an idea of how the restrictions would unwind? Like, um, when will bars and restaurants be in 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 the sort of unwinding order, you know, it's a dial. You know, they, they haven't yet. And it's a little unnerving because there's very little um, information being given as to how things will resume. I think we will get that information, you know, in the next week or two, I hope so that we can plan for it um, with bars and like our tap room out here that doesn't have food. I'm, I'm a little worried. I, I kind of feel like that might not uh, be able to resume for a while. Yeah, I don't know. So we, we might have to just get used to doing the the drive through and possibly offer uh, local delivery um, through our, our website. So we're, we're talking about maybe doing that. You know, for us as a brewery, we've self-distributed, you know, our entire, um, well, I guess our production brewery has been here for almost four years, but uh, we've, we've self-distributed the whole time. We've been working with a distributor to get beer to all of our accounts in the Bay Area, which is, you know, about an hour and a half to three hour drive uh, each way. So We've kind of had to, you know, experience that. That's been taking some getting used to, but we have a really good partner that we've been working with. And um, it, there's there's been a lot of positives to that. So that's that's taking some getting used to, but I think we'll continue on that path for a while. And uh, hopefully when things ease, we can resume some self-distribution in our in Monterey County and, you know, our neighboring counties here that are more local and kick that off again. I think when this is all said and done, you know, our product mix, we're going to have to kind of reconsider how we do things. You know, we were, we're doing a lot of draft before we're doing, you know, almost a hundred percent package at this point. I don't know if I see us going back to, you know, half and half. I think we're going to continue to do a lot of package because I think people are going to want, uh, you know, beer to go and beer at their home. Um, so that'll certainly be different. You know, I'm liking working with a distributor now just from the allows us to kind of, I think, focus more on, on our beer. So I, I don't see that changing. We'll, we'll see, you know, it's a totally, totally different game right now. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely not the worst. We feel really lucky that we have things like a canning line and that we have a direct to consumer path. I think, you know, we're in a pretty fortunate position as a brewery and I know it's, it's pretty tough out there for most. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am, um... I say that we need to take the long-term approach on everything, right? So don't just do short-term band-aids mm -hmm. just that you'll immediately change afterwards. Like invest your time in doing something that sticks for the longer term and fits with the longer term. Everything that we've been doing is something that I want us to be doing in the longer term. Like, like you've mm -hmm. talked about, like shipping is something you want to do. Like the distributor is going to be something that you stick with, right? Yeah. You're spending all your time now on, on things that in two years' time are setting the building blocks for success. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think everything we're doing now, we're, we're all kind of on board with, and, you know, especially the, you know, now that we have this awesome online shipping logistics figured out, I think that's, that's not going anywhere. 
you know, things like nitrogen generation, if we can pull that off, I mean, that's going to be better for us as a company, you know, long-term big time, um, and just less reliable on, on industrial gas. I mean, yeah, things like that, uh, you know, and it, it really reinforces how scrappy, you know, breweries and small business owners are, you know, we, we face hurdles, we can, you know, hopefully get around them. I, I definitely feel like, you know, we're, we're always going to be encountering road bumps, um, especially in California, you know, I mean, we might be facing, you know, major water restrictions, you know, at some point with drought. So I think I want to start <laughs> preventatively, you know, looking into, you know, bringing our water down and, and just being more self-sufficient. And uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely been, been a cool exercise. You know, my heart goes out to everyone who's not, you know, able to work and be a part of the team. And, you know, I am grateful that the state's, you know, able to help them out with, with the extra unemployment. That's definitely um, a yeah. great thing, you yeah. know, for now. So cool. Well, no, thanks. Thanks for your time. Yeah, appreciate it. And now we're going to go across to the other corner of the country uh, to speak with John Dantzler from Torch and Crown in New York. So hi, John. Uh, so in the last couple of weeks, what's, uh, what's changed? You mentioned about uh, construction restarting. Yeah, uh, quite a few changes. I would say the biggest change is that for the first time in probably the last 10 years, uh, the Giants have a tackle that's of quality <laughs> I, I i don't follow that it's the, it's the wrong foot <laughs> the wrong football for I me <laughs> yeah uh nfl draft was last night yeah. um it, it you know any any sort of anything we can do to kind of bring normalcy back to things is <laughs> is a positive and and you know obviously i would prefer watching sports to watching them read names off a card but uh even that was kind of a you know a welcome um, we take our wins a welcome respite we, we'll say we take our wins right <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um but you know it, it definitely has been an eventful um last couple of weeks just in terms of of where we've gone um with both the construction project so we um in new york construction is not considered essential we had to apply for essential construction status um even though our business you know as a as a food and beverage manufacturer we are an essential business uh construction happens on a kind of case-by-case basis so we had to go through this whole rigmarole with uh the new york city department of buildings and all that good stuff um, in order to have our construction approved as essential. And we did finally receive that. And so we've been uh, starting to mobilize again. And that is a bit of a process. I mean, you know, construction, it's when it when it's on, when it's completely moving, it's, it's kind of, you know, it, it has its own sort of flow to it. And when it grinds to a halt, uh, getting, getting people back and coordinating everything and starting up again, like there's a lot of activation energy that, um, you know, that's required. Yeah. So we're still, still messing around with that, still trying to get some of our subcontractors back, all that stuff. And it's kind of, you know, it's a, it's a weird, um, I would say almost moral dilemma in, in some ways, because, you know, obviously for the life of our business and for, um, you know, our employees and all that stuff, we need this project done as soon as possible. We need to be ready to open once, once this, this whole thing passes and all that stuff. But at the same time, I mean, we're asking people to leave their homes. Um, you know, we're even, even though we're, uh, observing, I, you know, the best safety protocols around, we're still, it's, it's definitely not more safe than, you know, sitting at home in your living room. Yeah. And so we're, we're sort of, you know, asking people kind of come if, if you feel okay with it. And, um, 
you know, if, if sort of, if your family situation, if kind of, um, you know, the, I guess just sort of lifestyle allows it, uh, but don't feel pressured. Um, but at the same time, we really need this done. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's an odd place to be. Yeah. New York's obviously been hit really hard and is still being hit hard, right? Um, what Have there been any uh, changes in the governor orders since we last spoke? Locally, there hasn't really been uh, any change, um, you know, kind of from the top. I, I do think it's, it's, it's very clear that anyone who could have left the city has left already. So anyone who has a second home or has parents in the suburbs or, you know, has a friend or whatever is, is gone, the, the city's definitely at uh, very low occupancy. But I think the people who are here, uh, we are starting to see more activity. I think people are getting stir crazy. People are starting to, you know, even just go out for walks, stuff like that. Um, so, you know, that's, I think, the, the sort of uh, quarantine or kind of, you know, self, self stay at home uh, attitude has definitely waned a little bit, um, which doesn't really match, uh, the numbers that keep coming out. You know, if anything, we should be more scared and if anything, we should be staying, yeah. staying more at home. But at the same time, I mean, you know, in New York, we all have small apartments and I think it's just the nature of things that people are going to want to get out. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how, um, how are your, your delivery sales doing? Uh, they continue to grow which has oh, been great. great. We haven't done any sort of um, anything intelligent around promotions or marketing or, or um, you know, I'm just an absolute Philistine when it comes to, you know, any of that, any of that <laughs> side of things. Um, you know, even, even just like targeted ad spends on, on social channels, I'm like Googling how to on this stuff. Um, so, you know, we, we, we haven't done any of that. It's been all organic and it's been all just kind of most of the new orders that are coming in are hearing from friends, which is great. Um, and then we've, we've gotten a decent amount of press, uh, around what we're doing, um, which has also, has also helped quite a bit. Some, you know, a lot of people are mentioning that they saw us, we were on, um, one of the local, uh, New York, New York one. Um, TV station. So a lot of people saw us on that. People are mentioning that they read about us in a few of the, uh, the other um, uh, publications that, that we've been in online. So that's, it's all been helpful. Um, so, you know, that's, that's really a bright spot. I mean, you know, it's sort of trying to look past this because if we survive it is still a huge if. Um, and so trying to look past this and saying, well, if we survive, you know, the, the kind of personal relationships that we're building with people right now, um, are deep and are meaningful. I mean, there's not as a, as a company, as a brand, there's not much more personal you can get from, you know, than literally going to someone's front door and handing them your product, and, yeah. you know, yeah. thanking them in person. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's looking past, looking past this sort of, if we survive, um, you know, I think. I think we've built a lot of really great um, interaction with people. That's that's going to do, you know, that's that's going to be really really great for us on the other side. Um, how, how's your team doing? Our team is doing great. I mean, we uh, the the sales and kind of marketing um, and operations people are are who's leading this direct consumer side of things and they have not missed a beat. They've been just, everyone's still, um, as energetic 
as as they were on day one. Everyone's still, you know, I, I think I don't want to say we're having fun, um, but but you know, it's been it's been overcoming this challenge and kind of you know having to band together to do it. I think has has been a uh, a really uh, a really w- rewarding um, and and kind of worthwhile experience for everyone. Um, and on the production side too, I mean, we've, we've had to, we had a bunch of kegs lying around, which, you know, cause obviously we've, we've shifted from 85% draft to 100% cans overnight. Yeah. And, um, so we had to, we had to, you know, improvise a procedure to get beer out of kegs back into, into brights and then, and then into cans, um, to, to then be sold, you know, through this different channel. And, I mean, that's, that's something that had to be, you know, that whole process, there's not really a blueprint on how to do that. Cause why the hell would you want to do it in yes, normal times? Yes, yes. Um, and so, you know, the, the production team, I think, you know, has really just has risen to the challenge. Um, it's been a lot of long days for them. Uh, they've been, they've all been working their asses off, uh, making this happen and making sure that we're, you know, that we have the inventory to, to sell, to, to support our, our deliveries downtown. Um, and you know, it's really, it's been phenomenal. Did you, I think when we last spoke, you had heard about PPP. Did you get it in the end? Yes, we did. Yeah. I received that yesterday morning. Oh, wow. That's great. So, So yeah, yeah. And that's, that's hugely helpful for us. We were kind of, we were reaching the end of, um, you know, our sort of, I guess, comfort period in terms of, you know, the payroll that we, or the funds we had on hand for payroll moving forward. Um, and, uh, you know, we had some, had some pretty difficult decisions sort of looming. Should, should this have gone on a couple more weeks even? Um, so, you know, that having received that again, you know, as we spoke about, it's, it's not a, because it's a moving average, um, it's, it's not as, um, as impactful as, as maybe it, you know, could be, or it's not, it's not the overall picture towards our, our total payroll today, but it's very helpful. And, um, you know, that will go, that will go as, as it's sort of, you know, as the spirit of the, um, of the, the, uh, act meant, um, yeah. you know, that will go a hundred percent towards, towards payroll, towards taking care of our people. So, um, you know, we're, we're definitely, um, definitely grateful, um, and, and, and fortunate to have gotten that. I know there have been just horror stories of, you know, tons of people who've applied been shut out been stuck in queue, kind of all that stuff. So, so we are, um, you know, we are one of the lucky ones. Well, that's great. Um, yeah, we, we were one, we were one of those, uh, stuck in queue, but, um, did, how did your, uh, how did the process go for you? Like, like how, how, how do you think that you were, how do you think that you got it? You know, like, is it a relationship with your bank or? Um, yes. Yeah. It, we already do have an SBA loan. And so we used our, uh, our lender for that. Um, so, you know, I think it's kind of a boutique lender. Um, oh yeah. That, that we work with. And so I think that helped us that like, I don't think they had a massive stack to get through. Um, like we have, we have some checking accounts with chase and we called them and they were like, dude, don't even bother. So yeah, I I think, I think working with some of the smaller, um, lenders, at least from, from what I've been hearing as well as our own experience has been most beneficial. Um, I think the, the big banks, 
um, you know, are, are kind of are overwhelmed because of just their, the magnitude of, of their client base. Um, and then not to mention the, uh, the other, um, one of the, one of the interesting things I think that, that came out of the last financial crisis is, you know, banks were, were pushed to shore up their own capital positions. Um, you know, we had all these tier one capital ratios, uh, that, that had to be met. Um, and also there was a, a whole just compliance overhaul. And, you know, I mean, you had obviously the Wells Fargo scandal a few years ago where bankers were just opening, you know, phantom accounts for people in order to get commissions, um, things like that, that, that pushed the big banks to, um, to have these really robust compliance procedures in place. And I think that's hurting their speed. I think now, you know, just it's, it's a lot more bureaucracy, a lot more red tape that, that has to happen. Whereas, you know, the, the small lenders, um, they were able to actually, I mean, our lender like had most of the paperwork, um, like more or less filled out when they, um, you know, when, when we, when we went to them with it, just because they, they knew us, they know, you know, they know our entire business and, and sort of, you know, our position there. Um, so I, I think, um, the, the sort of, I guess, not being part of a, a large bank helped with them. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, so how do you see the next few months going? You know, what, what, um, from the bigger picture in terms of New Yorker, you know, New Yorkers getting to getting out and, and as well as you, your, 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 your brewery. Uh, I mean, that's, that's the big question. Um, I, I don't know. I have, I, I try to, you know, I'm not in the business of, um, you know, of predicting disease trends. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, you know, reading headlines and, and sort of, you know, um, I guess don't really have a, a more complex view there. Um, but I think, I mean, even if like, you know, let's assume, um, I think the, you know, number of new, new cases and number of new deaths, um, reported have new deaths, um, number of deaths, uh, reported has, has leveled off. Um, and you know, let's, if we, if we are to just assume that that continues, um, you know, I think, I think it's a slog. I think it's a really slow grind where we're not, you know, we had, we had this one big event that basically, you know, we went from a hundred to zero and we are not going from zero back to a hundred. You know, there's no bell ringing that's saying, all right, everyone's safe, <laughs> you know, as you were. Yeah. Um, so I think the, the next few months, I mean, as, as we've already started to see people are, people are still going to live their lives and people are already starting to, you know, to get a little stir crazy, I think. And people are starting to, um, go about you know, except that this is kind of the new normal and yep. okay, I need to wear a mask and I need to not be within, you know, within a six foot vicinity of anyone. But, um, you know, assuming I do those things, I'm still going to the grocery store. I'm still, um, you know, going out, you know, buying new light bulbs when I need them. Um, things like that, uh, that, that, you know, I think, so I think, I think we're kind of slowly embracing a new paradigm and that for us is, um, I think as small business owners, that's in many ways the worst case. Um, because you know, 
you could sort of make the argument that, all right, we're at a government mandated shutdown. The government's going to bail us out. They have to, they have no choice because they're telling us we have to keep our doors closed. Um, but you know, what happens when, when that changes, but the revenue doesn't come back when it's, you know, we, we are opening our business, but we can only keep our tap rooms at, you know, 30, 40% capacity. And, and we have to have, you know, caution tape up between groups and, and, you know, whatever, um, whatever measures we choose to, to embrace, to, to make sure that people are staying safe. Um, you know, and then as well as what are, what are the effects on our own staff? I mean, um, we're, we're at the end of building this fancy expensive as hell, uh, new kitchen that yeah. was, was going to have, you know, on, on busy days, it was going to have as many as like 12 or 15 people in this, you know, kind of, medium-sized kitchen um are we going to do that are we going to subject people to risk on that side no we're not so we're going to have a limited menu we're going to like it's it's i think the downstream effects um happen for a while like we don't come back with a bang we come back with a whimper almost yeah um and so you know i think um the the way to i think i think in general we all need to think really critically about how we can bring our experience uh, to people's homes, you know? Um, and so we're, our team's ideating right now on just like, you know, putting together like party packs basically, you know, for people who want to just gather in small groups in their home who don't want to go, you know, who don't want to go out and, um, and, you know, rub up against strangers like, like they, <laughs> like they would before. <laughs> Um, weird phrasing. That sounds dodgy. But, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, this is New York. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think, I think there's, there's going to be a lot more, I guess, hesitance to, um, gathering in large groups, hesitance to, um, you know, being, being served in a process that multiple people are touching, yeah. Uh, things that, that, you know, that you're eating or drinking, yeah. um, basically our entire business. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, so like our, our business, I mean, we're, we're purely occupancy based, at least on the taproom side. Um, but also, you know, our sales at bars and restaurants rely on those bars and restaurants being full. And, um, you know, now we have, now we have large spaces that are only accommodating a small amount of people. Um, I, that's, that's not sustainable for, um, really any of the levels, you know, for, um, the hospitality businesses, um, you know, they're going to have to embrace running a skeleton crew, running a smaller menu and, um, you know, and getting some rent relief, uh, rents, rents are going to have to come down, um, just because, you know, the amount of dollars, that you can produce per square foot will drop dramatically, uh, based on this sort of new occupancy normal. Um, and then it's going to impact the, you know, the, the suppliers of those hospitality businesses that, you know, the the volumes will drop uh, for on-premise across the board. And, you know, I don't, I don't think that, um, you know, that volume isn't going into the void. It's, it will be replaced in off-premise sales. Um, but you know, that's, uh, that's a difficult reality for a lot of craft breweries, ourselves included, um, who, you know, rely on on on-premise mostly to keep us going. Um, packaging is, is, you know, as you know, is a, is a game of scale and, 
as much as we'd like. We, we can never hit those eight or $9 six packs, um, that, you know, that AB InBev can, um, you know, um, I'll, so, uh, if we, if we can't compete at the grocery store or the convenience store or anything like that, um, and we, we don't have on-premise, uh, we, we all need to really be like getting introspective right now about what's our value proposition. Like why, why do we exist? What's the, what's the value? What's the sort of, you know, the exciting thing that we, that we offer people. Um, you know, for some of us, it's high quality product. For some of it's us, it's, um, you know, a brand that people identify with, um, you know, for some of us, it's, it's location based. It's sort of, you know, th- these things are across the board. Um, but we really need to think about kind of the overall package that, that we're offering people, um, and you know, how we can, how we can maximize that and how we can bring it directly to people. Thanks for your time. Cheers. So thank you to John and uh, all all of the three uh, three of my, three of my friends who have uh, spent some time uh, giving us an update this week on on the uh, the pandemic in in their part of the country. Uh, for us uh, here, what what it so firstly what was great to hear was uh, there's definitely more positivity in their voice and their tone and their actions, which is. Um, maybe an element of getting through the change curve of um, having this all uh, hit us, but it's also I think um, we're seeing some improvements in in, in some of the uh, stats that might indicate uh, that there there may be light at the tunnel um, in terms of their their businesses. There may be a, a future where we can can reopen, even though those dates are not not set by any means. Uh, going back to March, I thought May we would probably be seeing some sort of uh, resumption of normalcy. Uh, fast forward to the end of April, and I definitely don't think it's going to be May for us. I think we're going to be looking more like June. And then when things do open up in June, I think it's going to be a fundamentally uh, different situation to when we, we closed back in March. I, th- I think the... Um, Rightly so, the requirements around social distancing in in our our locations when they're open is going to probably fundamentally change the interaction with with customers. So we're trying to work through that now. Whether that means table seating, whether that, that obviously means fewer seats, um, but how do we organize things so that, that we do uh, minimize the uh, interaction uh, between people? Probably reduce the capacities of the spaces. So right now we're trying to work through what that would look like and what we'll need to accomplish that. So we might need some different uh, way of arranging tables, taking out some of our more communal tables. As John Dantzler was saying, we we have communal tables already that we built out of, um, reclaimed some of the wood of one of our constructions, uh, the construction of our production brewery, and we use them in our tasting room. Uh, But I don't think they're going to be applicable to be used in in the near term. So we're going to have to replace those out probably in some respects. So we're going to be looking at that. And uh, Ashley on our team who runs the tasting rooms is uh, doing some great work planning out those those pieces. In the last couple of weeks, what have, what have we been doing? Um, we've uh, switched on uh, Washington State shipping. Uh, so we built a store that you can get off of our website to get um, beer shipped throughout the state. I think that's going to be a pretty short-term thing. I mean, we've got one case limits on that, um, so you can't order less than a case. The shipping costs themselves are very expensive in this state. Um, and 
you know, we we want to be supporting our distributor partners and retail partners in the long term. So when the stay home order gets lifted, I think we'll be stopping doing that store. Uh, we, we, we did the store because I was getting a ton of emails from people every every day, uh, literally, uh, asking for us to ship in, in the state. So to facilitate the stay home, stay safe order, we we wanted to do that for people. So that's on and available now. Um, it's been a great uh, learning curve to see how to how to set one up and how, how that, that works. And we may use that information that we've learned there to update our other online stores like for merchandise and um and the to-go store but um right now um i think as as a team we're, we're, we're doing nice nice and well uh we did a big project in the last two weeks called you are not alone it was a beer that we released uh donating 100 of the profits to uh, big table which is a charity supporting the uh, hospitality industry uh, and in particular, people have lost their jobs in the hospitality industry. Our friends, our customers have been hurt by this um, pandemic in, uh, a, a lot in terms of losing their roles. That they've, their businesses or their, their, the places that they worked, to, it's a pretty binary thing, right? That uh, there are some to-go uh, sales for restaurants, but bars closed Um and happened overnight. So we wanted to do something to recognize and to do something to help our friends in the industry. And uh, you are not alone. It's a beer we brewed. As I said, we're donating 100% of the profits. We also put a call out to our friends in the uh, with other breweries, and if they were possible, if they were able to, and um, and could could su- support the idea to do their own. You are not alone beer. And uh, we have uh, ten of our other brewery friends in in washington state are doing a similar you are not alone beer and donating to local hospitality uh, supporting uh, charities organizations in their areas and it runs all across all across the state which is which is a great a great thing i think we're in a position uh, we're in a very uh, favorable position in terms of we're able to still be open and able to be still producing and and we need to do our bit um for people who aren't aren't as fortunate as us and it's not a lot honestly what we're we're doing but it's is it's we're doing what we can it's um very tough for everybody out here so uh, we've been uh, our team's been doing magnificently we've all uh, rolled up our sleeves we've um got everybody here um we haven't um done any any layoffs and grace and i that's really key to us i mean the thought of 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 laying people off and and not having health insurance at a time when they need it most is is not where we're gonna uh, go to as for as long as we possibly can and and as we are right now we'll be able to hopefully uh survive out um as long as this as long as this takes and do things like you are not alone to help others like 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 we should Oh, uh, yeah, it's kind of, this is kind of tough. Um, so, you know, um, wanting to wrap up. Uh, so this was Ruben's Sight Glass podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to me at adam at rubensbrews.com. So honestly, yeah, please do give me a shout if you've got any questions that you want to ask from, from our other three breweries, if you want to ask any, me anything, uh, on this we'll, we'll do another one of these um, catch-ups in like two or three weeks time and just see 
how how the other breweries are going. But um, in the meantime, yeah, Adam, A-D-A-M, at Rubens Brews, R-E-U-B-E-N-S-B-R-E-W-S.com. Yeah, give me a shout. I'd love to, I'd love to hear any questions around this specifically, around our brewery. Um, uh, if you're asking about brewing questions, uh, any, anything would be good. Uh, good to hear. Uh, one of the things we did do, actually, if there's any homebrewers listening, that you are no, not alone, uh, beer. I, I scaled down to a five-gallon batch size and put the recipe on on our on our um, blog. So if you go to rubensbrews.com and go onto the blog, you can see scaled-down version of the recipe. It's kind of kind of nice. Uh, one one of the hops that we use in it uh, is called Grungeist. It's a it's a newer German hop so by that it's like a, a new age almost german hop so it's a little bit more fruit forward character rather than than just traditional noble uh noble variety um but i put i put the the uh the recipe out there and of course like i didn't realize that most homebrewers can't get that hop so i gave our local homebrew club that i was a member of uh uh, 44 pounds and i said yep you here you go you will give it a go and i think i, I think last time i spoke to them uh, i think 24 different batches are gonna uh, different four, 24 different people are gonna make a batch so i'm really excited to hopefully i can get to try some of those and see uh, see how they how they turned out um so that's kind of a fun little thing uh, a, a fun fun piece of that that story so if you enjoyed this podcast please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. I just want to say a big thank you to Eric Johnson and Quiet Curity Studios for the music to this show and its production. And so until next time, thanks all and stay safe.